The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Have your Bibles. Turn, please, with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, they said that I could use the new screens, uh, but I'm not into new things. Uh, my youth pastor, when I was growing up, they did have them back then when I was growing up. And uh, my youth pastor was a uh, pastor at a church in, in Texas, and uh, he has started using his iPad. And he had his iPad right up here like you would, was preaching away with him. Now, my greatest fear is how many have ever touched your iPad and it went blank and you couldn't get back to it very quickly? How many have ever had that happen? Well, I've had that happen and I can just picture up here trying to speak and winging it because it's gone. My sermons are gone. I don't know what I would do. So he got up and he was preaching away and, and all of a sudden he said, you know, now uh, all of you need to contact God in one way or another. And Siri came over the intercom of the, the speaker and said, I'm sorry, but God is not in your contacts. Everybody started laughing, couldn't stop, and he had to dismiss the service. So I don't think Dr. Shoemaker would be real happy with me. And in about 10 minutes, I just dismissed the service because nobody was listening. So we're going to use a, a book and we're going to use some paper. And I want to draw your attention in the morning to something very important. I want to piggyback on to last night's message. The word add in the New Testament of, of 2 Peter chapter 1 is in the passive voice. What that means is you add by allowing the Holy Spirit to guide your life. You add by yielding to the Holy Spirit. Now, there's one word this morning I want to draw your attention to. If you have your Bible, it's only used three times in the New Testament. Prosagogeo, it's a word for bring in. It is to bring a, 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 to, it's to approach. Literally means admission. Now, if you have your Bible, turn, if you would, to Ephesians chapter number two. And notice with me, if you would, verse number 18. We're going, to, we're going to look at all three times that it's used, once in Romans, uh, but it actually is explaining chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 and 3. But I want you to see this word access, and I want you to understand this morning that it's the secret to George Mueller's power. And when I studied George Mueller, I really do want to have power with the Lord. Not for my sake, necessarily. Although do I, have, I do have needs and wants. But I really do want to pray for the people of my church and for the missionaries around the world that I know are facing far greater needs than I have. And I want to pray for you. But I don't just want it to be lip service. I want the foundation of heaven to move because God promised if I'll use this access wisely. And this access is for everybody in this room. Every professor, every freshman, every senior. But what I found out is I'm just like the rest of the world. 
And I understand now why my access is so limited. Where we are in D.C., some of my people work in the White House. FBI agents, CIA agents, some have guarded the president. Um, and so every once in a while, you can contact your congressman and they'll set you up a White House tour. How many of you have been on a White House tour? Raise your hand. I see it. Let me see it all over. A few of you have been. But you go through the East Wing of the White House, Lincoln Room, various things like that. But whenever I have someone that is very special to me, maybe uh, uh, if, if uh, Brother Atkins came or, or, or family members came that had not been there, I would call one of the guys that works in the White House and say, could you get us in? That asked me for all the social security numbers and what the dates are and I need them a couple of months in advance notice. And, and then we go there and go through all of the rigmarole, all of the, the checks and the, the pat downs and all the stuff to make sure we're okay. And then they'll lead us through and I get to see things that most people would not get to see. Have you ever been at the president's bowling alley? Do you know he's got a bowling alley in the White House? He does. He's got his own swimming pool in the White House. Got a gym. Pretty cool. But to stand at the door of the Oval Office and realize all the decisions that have been made there that have affected our country. Wow, what a privilege. But I want to speak to you this morning about access that's far greater than that. It's very humbling that every one of us in this room have this access or can. Notice with me, if you would, in verse number 18, <clears throat> chapter 2, verse 18 of Ephesians, for through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. So the Spirit of God gives us access. Now, uh, I'm going to go back now to Romans chapter 2, if you'd take your Bible and turn there with me. Romans chapter 2, this is the only time we're going to leave Ephesians, but notice Romans chapter 2, if you would, please. <clears throat> Romans chapter 2, and notice with me, if you would, uh, chapter 5, I'm sorry, verse 2. Notice with me, if you would, in verse 1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So we're justified by our faith in Christ and his payment through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have, notice this, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. So you have access to the salvation of God by Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God convicts our hearts and we pray, Romans 10, 10, for whosoever, you know, in their, in their hearts, if we, uh, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In verse 13, for whosoever shall call the name of the Lord shall be saved. That access is available to everybody through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit convicts our hearts, otherwise you cannot be saved. So the Holy Spirit convicts our hearts and brings us to Christ and said, here's your access, will you trust him? And so when you and I kneel in our hearts, repent of our sin and say, Lord, would you forgive me? I, I, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me my sin? He takes that access and forgives us of our sin and we're on our way to heaven. So everybody in this room has access to being justified. Access to being your debt paid forever. Now that is where it all begins. When you have access to salvation, you become a child of the, uh, of the God of heaven. Now, 
a child has access to his father that no one else does. You have privileges that no one else does because you're a child of the king. Now, my question is, are we using that access correctly? It was George Mueller's secret. If you have your Bible, turn back now, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 2. And notice, if you would, I want you to see not only do we have access to the payment, but we have access to his presence. Now, this is a privilege that we have to work at. Notice, if you would, in verse number 18, for through him, Ephesians 2, 18, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. You have access to the creator of the universe. You have access to thank him for what he's done for you. You have access to ask him for your needs. You have access. George Mueller said this. He said, there, were, there are times when I will get up. Every morning he gets up and he'll pray for a couple of hours. He said, if I don't take two hours with the Lord, I can't get the day's work done. Now, what he was saying is, it's not that just I have this long list of, of things that I pray for. He said, it would take me, and listen very carefully, the presence of God. And this is why I fail so much. And I've learned, or I am learning uh, the secret to George Mueller's success. And I'm beginning to see answers to prayer far more than I used to. Um, uh, my son is here today. And, and uh, when he was first born, uh, the year before that, my wife and I lost a little girl right at birth. And then the next year, Jeremy was born. And when he was born, the day he was born, I still remember going in and seeing him in the incubator and the doctor looking at me and saying, if he makes it through the night he'll be all right. For he is the opposite of a diabetic. He is secreting insulin for both him and his mother. So he was secreting way too much insulin and, and uh, he, he may not make it through the night. So I went home and I got down beside my bed and it was easy to concentrate because the need was so great. And I knelt on my knees and I said, Father, I need to talk to you. His presence was right there. I knew at that moment I had God's attention because he had my attention. I needed him. Now, I wish I could say to you that was my prayer life every day, but it's not. I got down when I was on my knees. I said, Lord, I sure would like to keep this child, but not my will, yours be done. But Lord, if it could be your will in any way, would you let me keep him? Father, would you flip whatever switch is in his body and allow him to make it through the night? And a peace came over my heart that rarely does. I knew I had gotten hold of my father. And I knew whatever decision he made was good. I went home, I mean, I got up, up off my, my knees and I pulled back the sheets and I laid down and I went perfectly to sleep with perfect peace. The next morning I got up, went to the hospital and how's he doing? They said, well, and they gave the hour 
that I prayed. He said, last night about 7 o'clock, he turned around. And I remembered. That was the time I started to pray. Now, when the need is great, you have access to the creator of the universe. Have you ever wondered why God doesn't do miracles for you and I? It's because that access is used frivolously. Or, as George Mueller said, he would sit down and begin to pray, and as he prayed, his mind would wander. Anybody ever had that happen? Oh, I got I to remember, I got that test I got to study for today. Can you imagine this? This is what George Mueller spoke about. He says, can you imagine, here I am in the presence of the holy God that created this world, and I say, wait a minute, God, I got to go get something, write it down. Oh, Lord, I, could you hold just a minute? And, and you're just thinking about other things and talking to somebody else on the phone and, and whatever. And George Mueller said, it sometimes takes me 15 minutes, 30 minutes, even an hour to stop all the distractions, to step into the presence of God. It became simple to me. I do that all the time. I have multiple lists I go through. I'll be praying and something will hit my mind and I have to apologize, Lord, I'm so sorry. You don't deserve this. Please forgive me. And so George Mueller said, once I realized I was speaking to the God of heaven and I quickly decided I was going into his presence and I was able by the Spirit's power, and that's the way we add those seven things last night, is by the Spirit's power. And by the way, that word is in the passive voice, which, which we just yield to the Holy Spirit, and yet we add it because we have to do the yielding. The Holy Spirit doesn't do it for us. That's the way you add, you yield. And so you and I yield to the Spirit of God, and we enter into the presence of God. And Moses had it right. In Exodus 33, he said, Lord, if you don't go with us, I don't want to go. Lord, you're the difference between us and all the other people on earth. It's your presence. And do you understand today that that's the difference between you and all the other people in the world? is the presence of God that you have access to. Every professor can, can do a better job if they have the presence of God in their lives. Every preacher can do a better job of communicating if the presence of God is in their life. We can live cleaner and more holy. We can add equitas to our lives. We can say no to sin because the presence of God is in our life. And we don't want to disappoint him. So it's not a list of do's and don'ts. It really boils down to how important is the presence of God in your life? Do you use that access? So I realize it's not the amount of time that we spend. Have you ever thought about when Jesus prayed all night? What would I say all night? 
Have you ever prayed for 10 or 15 minutes and it was like your list is gone? I have. I remember my first sermon was 50, 50 something years, 54 years ago, and I preached everything in the Bible in about eight minutes. That's everything I knew. And you know what I've realized is that when I pray, I get down to talk to the Lord and I, I'm able to finally get rid of all the distractions. And sometimes it's the whole time of prayer. I just can't seem to get into the presence of God. He's always there, but I'm distracted. And I want to challenge you today to learn the lesson George Mueller learned because he said, I, I need the presence of the Lord in my life daily. Now, notice with me, if you would, he said in verse 18, for through him we both have access to the Father. So the secret is that you and I use this access that the Holy Spirit will help us through to remove all the distractions and where you can get out and pray. Now, if you're praying in a life or death situation, it's pretty easy to get rid of distractions because nothing more important than your request. But if it's daily work, if it's a math test, or if it's this or that, or, or if, it's a, uh, if it's just normal things, you, have to, you and I have to work to get into the presence of God and say, Lord, uh, because it's not going to always be about us. It may be about your roommate that has an issue or their family back home. And, and the Holy Spirit uses you to pray for them uh, in, in this intercessory prayer. And as we begin to pray through the Spirit, all of a sudden we step into the presence of our Father. And then prayer is the second thing, the third thing. It's powerful. Notice if you would chapter three, the third time access is used. Look if you would in verse 12. This is Ephesians 3, 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. So we have access and we have a confident access. Now notice he says in verse 13, wherefore, because of this access that you and I have to the very presence of God, notice what he says in verse number 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. So when I step into the very presence of God, I'm, a, I'm asking according to the riches of his glory. Streets are paved with gold, gates are of one pearl. Nothing is impossible. When I step into his presence. And you'll notice he says, and listen, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Notice, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. You want to be able to say no to sin? Enter into the presence of your Father, and He'll strengthen your inner man to where you can rise above the flesh and the temptations of this world. He will strengthen you, He'll give you the power to pray, the power to make a difference wherever God calls you. You want to know how you make a difference in the business world? That's it. 
you walk into the presence of God and, and the Holy Spirit strengthens you and, and the Lord walks with you through class. He walks with you through uh, difficulties and, and now life becomes a joy because the Lord is with you and every difficulty you face, you say, that's nothing because I know what my father can do if he wants to. And so George Mueller one day saw 30 young people without a home. And he said, honey, you and I, let's take care of them. And he started his first orphanage. But he started it with one rule. We're not going to ask anybody but our father for a thing. So one morning, uh, they had a lady that helped them and his wife. And his wife came in that evening and said, honey, we don't have any milk for oatmeal tomorrow. Now, I eat oatmeal every morning, 99% of the time. And so I do understand what they were saying. And, and she said, so what do we do? And he said, uh, get, and he called the name of the helper and his wife, let's come together. And they all knelt down. And he just simply blocked everything out, entered into the presence of God. They said, now, Father, I'm trusting you. We need milk. And he got up, milk truck broke down in front of their house. That same God exists for you today and for me. Why is it we don't see that kind of power? We don't take the little things into the presence of God without distraction knowing he is able. When we're desperate and we have no place else to turn, then we can pray with power and God sort of overrules all of the weaknesses that we have and answers because he knows how desperate we are. But wouldn't it be wonderful to live every day of your life? And so George Mueller began to write down the number of prayers. And in his, in his diary, he said, I've had 50,000 plus answers to prayer that I've documented. That same God says, you have access just like George Mueller. He's no more important to me than you are. He cost me the same price you did, my son. I'm listening. Will you come? So we can do the impossible if we learn to use this access. David had it right in Psalm 19. He said, Lord, deliver me. Let no sin have dominion over me. I've met so many people where drugs or alcohol or pornography or, or bitterness or anger or just whatever you might think of has dominated their life and, and it's wrecked their home. Their wife is left because they drink too much or their wife is left because uh, he beat the children and beat her. And, and, but, but I know the Lord, I, I know that I'm saved, but I just can't stop it. It's because he's not entered into the presence of God with a desperation to block everything out and say, Lord, I need you. And the Lord uses his mighty power and says, I'll help. And then we begin to memorize God's word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And whenever it comes up, oh, my father said, 
Anger rests in the bosom of fools. Lord, deliver me from this anger. The Lord begins to take care of it. You need the power of God in your life to do your schoolwork, to take your schoolwork and use it after you graduate because God is not giving you the education you have here today for you to just get your degree. He's using this to prepare you for ministry. Whether you're in the FBI or the CIA or whether you work for the government, whether you're a plumber or an electrician or whether no matter what you are, you are in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And the most important thing in your life is that every day you take some time and walk in on your knees into the presence of your Father and enlist His power to help you live a life that you cannot live by yourself so that people you work around see and say, there's something different about you. D.L. Moody would walk through after he'd preach uh, through some of the factories in, in, in Chicago and as he's walking through, a man would fall down and say, Mr. Moody, what do I do to be saved? I said, Lord, I'd like to have power like that that someone would just say, Pastor, I don't know how to be saved. Not often does someone come to me and say, Pastor, I'd like to be saved. I know you can tell me, would you help me? But God will use you just like you did D.L. Moody. It's the same great God if we use this access correctly. So George Mueller says, I begin to take advantage of the promises of God through the power of prayer and through the power of his presence. That's the secret to George Mueller. Whenever he would have a need for another orphanage, he had five of them. In his day in the 1800s, it was valued at $14 million, probably $100 million to $150, $200 million today. And he said, I never ask anybody but my Father in heaven. And I began to think about it, and I began to say, now, we're in a construction project at our church. We've been there for a long time. It's just Loudoun County's tough to build in. And so it's been years and years and years. And, and every time something comes up, uh, they, they contacted me. So, okay, Pastor Pitt, we need a check. I said, how much? For what? They said, for the water meter. Now listen to this, for the water meter, it's about this long, about that big around, for the water meter, it was $180,000 for the water meter. I said, Father, that's not fair. Son, I got it. I'm sorry, Father. So over the last several years, I've seen Millions of dollars that I cannot explain. But I know George Mueller's secret. And it's only a secret because we don't use it. Parents don't teach your children how to use it. Parents don't show their children how to use it. A clean and holy life on its knees in the presence of God can change the world. But we need to be holy. We need to be undistracted. We need to be trusting 
of our Heavenly Father. And notice this, and I want to close. Notice, if you would, in Ephesians chapter 3. Keep in mind, he had the wherefore in verse number 13. He said, notice, and he said, I, I want you to be able to, verse 18, I love this thought, may be able to comprehend, you may be able to understand with all saints. It's available for everybody. I want you to comprehend with all the other saints, my children, what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ, which passeth all knowledge. You cannot understand how much Christ loves you, how much he wants to bless you and how much he wants to use you. Oh, it may not always be for yourself. It may cost you, but he says, you'll never go through suffering without me there. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's the kind of faith that walking in the presence of God gives you. You may not understand, and he didn't understand that God was using him, Job, as a tool to prove to Satan that everybody, every Christian cannot be bought. Satan believes if I give all of you stuff, you'll serve me. And he said, look, you put a hedge about Job. Why wouldn't he serve you? He said, okay, take the hedge away. And in five minutes, he lost his houses. He lost his children's houses. He lost his children. He lost his camels. He lost his cattle. He, lost, he was penniless in five minutes. But he was willing for God to use him. And then the Lord said to Satan, you made me move against him, but you still can't get him to deny me, to not to trust me. And he says, look, skin for skin, all that a man hath, he'll give for his own skin. And he said, okay, you can take everything he's got except his life. And so he comes down with boils all over his body, very painful. And his wife breaks. He said, just curse God and let him kill you, take you on to heaven. This isn't worth it. And he said, oh, it is worth it. And you know the story at the end of time, God gave him back twice what he had because as he would enter into the presence of God, he didn't always understand things. And God doesn't always explain everything to us, but we can trust him because when you understand and comprehend how much God loves you, he would never do anything to damage or hurt you, only to strengthen you so that he can use you down the road in another place. And that day when Job won the victory, Satan lost and Satan still didn't learn that great Christians can't be bought. They serve the Lord because they understand the love of God. They comprehend how much God loves them and they understand the power that's on their knees. Today, you understand the power that's on your knees? Are you using this great access? George Mueller was an alcoholic at 14. His father was a tax collector and wealthy, paid for his first two years of school so that he could be a clergyman because they always got parsonages and that way he'd never be without a home. And George Mueller got saved by reading John 3.16. And then he said, I'm going to trust the Lord. And his father cut him off. And he said, I found out that I only need my heavenly father. If George Mueller can trust his heavenly father,
He's the same one as yours, and you can trust him too. Will you use your access without distraction and let him bless you? You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.